Breaking news, a new COVID variant just dropped right in time to keep all you sheep in your stalls for another few months. The new Omicron variant has actually hit the market ahead of schedule, but it seems the Delta variant did not have enough of you cowering for your lives and blindly following big daddy Fauci. So we needed a new one. Now we're headed for a few more months of masks and lockdowns, getting a few more jabs and boosters and giving away a little bit more of our freedom and rights and way of life to the liberal ruling class. At which point the pandemic still will not be over, but at which point people might begin to realize what some of us have known all along. There's always going to be another variant. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment from last Wednesday, oh my gosh, before Thanksgiving, was from Frank S., who says, Democrat 2022 midterm slogan, lower your expectations, bigot. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Now, a lot of people have a lot of big expectations heading into the Christmas season, uh, which is why if you want to raise your expectations, but lower the amount that you can expect to pay, I would strongly recommend you check out Pearl Source. There is nothing more classic and timeless than fine pearl jewelry. As a matter of fact, you know what I got sweet little Lisa for Christmas last year? Pearl jewelry. That's exactly what I did. And at the Pearl Source, you will get the highest quality pearl jewelry at up to 70% off retail prices. They cut out the middleman by eliminating those crazy jewelry store markups and sell directly to you, the consumer. At the Pearl Source, you will find the largest selection of pearls available anywhere. And each jewelry piece is custom made specifically for you. Now is the time to start shopping for the holiday season. Do not wait. The Pearl Source offers fast and free two-day shipping on every order with zero contact delivery. Everything comes beautifully packaged in an elegant jewelry box. So it is ready to be given as a gift. I love it. I love the way pearls look. I think they make a really elegant, wonderful uh, gift for a limited time. Listeners to my show can take 20% off your entire order. Do not wait until it's too late to do your holiday shopping. Go to thepearlsource.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Enter promo code Knowles at checkout for 20% off your entire order. If you want fine pearl jewelry at the best prices online, go straight to the source, the pearl source. That is thepearlsource.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Enter promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S at checkout. Another great thing that you're going to want to get for, for the Christmas season, and you're going to want to get it today because today is the last day, is a subscription to The Daily Wire. Last year, I mentioned this in a little video over the weekend, but last year was the best year ever for Daily Wire. One of the best years ever, period, I would say. Uh, amid all the difficulty and the struggle and all the libs trying to shut us down, uh, we we got to fight back and we got to fight back because of you, because of your memberships. We got to uncancel actors who the libs tried to cancel, like Gina Carano. Disney tries to cancel Gina Carano. We say, we love Gina Carano. We're going to make a movie with her. We can do that because of your money. <laughs> That's why, because you are joining the fight with us. You are literally joining in, becoming members. We can, we can do that. We can push back in that culture. We can engage in investigative journalism probably flipped a governorship in Virginia. The, the libs have all the investigative journalists just about. The right is usually reacting to liberal outlets like the New York Times and the Washington Post. Well, what happens when we do our own work? What happens when we uncover our own stories? It, it exposes a lot of corruption on the left. Sometimes it can flip a seat. 
Uh, we have been uh, obviously getting a lot more into entertainment. We've got this new show coming out, or just came out, I guess, with, with Adam Carolla. We are fighting the Biden administration. We're the lead plaintiffs in this case, pushing back against the mandatory Fauci-ouchie and, and making a lot of headway. We can only do that because of you. Today is the last day to get our best sale ever, to my knowledge, 50% off the membership. That's with code DW50, dailywire.com slash subscribe, code DW50. You're going to want to subscribe now before the Omicron shuts down the world. The Omicron is upon us. You've all got to hide and cower in fear. Why is the variant called the Omicron variant? It's a Greek letter. Uh, so uh, the only ones that I remember were the OG COVID, the, and then there was the Delta, and then now there's the Omicron. But it turns out there have been a number of other variants too. They just haven't been as popular. You know, they haven't made the billboard top top 100. So there, there were all these different variants. The, the next variant that was supposed to be up was the new variant, NU, followed by the Xi variant, XI, but the World Health Organization skipped over those two variants. And then they moved right on to the Omicron. Why is that? Well, the Xi variant is spelled just like the name of the leader of China. And they don't want to, to point out that it's China's fault that we have the virus in the first place. So, and the, the World Health Organization has admitted this, by the way. This is not some, you know, uh, ridiculous conspiracy theory or something like that. They're actually coming out and saying, no, because new sounds a little bit like new and Zai rather. That's a very common last name. Also happens to be the last name of the leader of China. So, you know, we're just going to skip that because of xenophobia or whatever. We're going to move right on to Omicron. So a lot of conservatives right now are saying, hey, this is BS. We got to call it the Zai variant, the Xi variant. We've got to point out that it's all China's fault. Yes, it is. It is all China's fault. But I actually think this is a, a bad path to go down for conservatives. I I actually think this kind of blind jingoism is not smart for conservatives because yes, while it's all China's fault and the liberal establishment is covering that up, it's also Fauci's fault. Okay. It's also the fault of, of the global technocratic public health elite. Okay. Dr. Fauci and the NIH were funding the research in China that led to the the breakout of this virus, all right? They were funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan. And then Dr. Fauci perjured himself about that, and then documents revealed that they actually were funding that. And they're still denying that it had anything to do with with the virus, and the origins of the virus are murky, but every day they seem to get a little bit clearer, okay? So yes, we can all make fun. Yes, this is China's fault. Yes, it's Xi Jinping's fault. Uh, let's call it the Xi variant. Yeah, what? let's call it the Fauci variant. Huh? Let's call it the global technocratic public health elite variant. Let's call it the forget about the variants at all and focus on the actual problem, which is the lockdowns and the people taking away our freedoms and our rights and our way of life. Because there's always going to be this virus. The virus isn't going away, okay? There's always going to be another variant. And so if you put all of your attention on the the virus itself, then you're never going to get back to your normal way of life because the virus is never going away. Just like the flu has never gone away, this virus, the Wu flu is never going away. Okay, focus on the lockdowns. And who's pushing the lockdowns? It's not Xi Jinping. It is, unfortunately, bad actors much closer to home. Speaking of Dr. Fauci, 
our friend, Senator Cruz, just suggested that Dr. Fauci be prosecuted. There are a number of reasons for which Dr. Fauci should be prosecuted. One of which is he perjured himself, right? He was talking to Rand Paul. Rand Paul said, Dr. Fauci, do you, do you support, did you ever fund going to function research in China? And Dr. Fauci said, Senator Paul, we have never, ever once funded any single penny of gain of function research. And if we did, it was totally fine. And right, so he hedged his bets. He spoke out of two sides of his mouth. He gave contradictory answers in the same breath. And then it turned out, no, actually they did fund gain of function research. Rand Paul had him dead to rights. So Senator Cruz, Senator Cruz says that Dr. Fauci maybe should be prosecuted. Well, Dr. Fauci just punched back and said, I should be, I should be prosecuted, Senator. Cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? <laughs> what happened on January 6th? Do you see what he's saying here? The clear suggestion is that because Ted Cruz raised objections to the way that the electoral votes were being counted and suggested a pause to create an electoral commission like we have done before in American history because of the many irregularities and rule changes and outright illegal practices in the 2020 election, because a sitting elected United States senator proposed a, a, a procedure for the, uh, on the floor of the United States Senate that he should be prosecuted for that. Do you realize how backwards that is? Do you realize how deeply anti-constitutional and anti-American that is? This unelected twerp, Dr. Fauci, this guy who has now gone through seven United States presidents, highest paid employee of the federal government who has perjured himself, in my view, who has helped to uh, not just lock down Americans for 18 months, but actually encouraged and funded the kind of research that led to this pandemic in the first place. Dr. Fauci is saying that if an elected United States senator debates a political issue on the floor of the Senate, he should go to jail. That is some scary stuff. You know, the left and the right get a little hyperbolic sometimes when we talk about tyranny and the subversion of democracy. And, you know, everyone, everyone does this. What Dr. Fauci is doing here is about as clear an example of that as is possible. He is a totally unaccountable, totally unelected bureaucrat who is suggesting that we prosecute and what, jail a U.S. senator for, for, proposing an election procedure that, that we've already done in American history. It's not even an unprecedented election procedure for, for suggesting a political measure on the floor of the United States Senate. Sick stuff. Six, this guy might be the single most power-hungry, power-mad jerk in the United States. Speaking of Congress, got to get to Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert is a firebrand conservative member of Congress. Uh, I think freshman member of Congress. And uh, Lauren was at a fundraiser of some sort, and she made a joke about Ilhan Omar being a terrorist. I was getting into an elevator with one of my staffers, and he and I are we're leaving the Capitol, we're going back to my office, and we get in the elevator, and I see a Capitol Police officer running hurriedly to the elevator. 
I see fret all over his face, and he's reaching, and I'm like, what? I can't, the door's shutting, like, I can't, I can't open it, like, what's happening? I look to my left, and there she is, Ilhan Omar, Oops. and I said, well, she doesn't have a backpack, we should be fine. <laughs> so we only had one floor to go, and I was like, ah, do I say it or not? And looked over, and I said, oh, look, the Jihad Squad decided to show up for work today. That is not funny, Lauren. That is not, I bet no one laughed. No one laughed hearing that joke, right? Not except every single one of you laughed, right? You all, at least you chuckled, but you're not allowed to do, that's wrong. Ilhan Omar, what? Just because she has openly giggled over acts of major acts of terrorism and terror groups, Ilhan Omar, just because of that, you think that you can suggest that she herself is a terror? That's awful. The left would never do that. The left would never call conservatives terrorists or insurrectionists or white supremacists or neo-Nazis or, oh, they do all of that all the time, right? And they face no consequences for it whatsoever. But Lauren, Lauren made a joke and that you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to joke if you're a conservative. I, and of course, the squishes. They had their, they got, made sure they got their nice pearls on and they just clutched them. The minute Lauren made her joke, they just clutched them as hard as they possibly could. You know, and that can put a lot of strain on your muscles and on your back, which is why you should check out X chair. How about a gift that keeps on giving you joy and comfort every day, all year long, all throughout the day, a gift that looks as good as it feels and a gift that will actually pay for itself in terms of how much more productive you will be at work. I'm talking about giving yourself the gift of an X chair. I love my X chair. It is by far the most advanced, shocking, ergonomic chair I have ever used. And it is probably the coolest looking piece of furniture around this joint. Not only is X chair the world's greatest office chair, but with its patented LMAX technology, it doubles, I'm not joking, as a massage chair and can either cool or warm your back. Yes, you can get a massage at the office without worrying about HR coming and knocking on your door. Here is X Chair's holiday gift to you. Save $100 off your X Chair just by purchasing it at xchairnoles.com right now. That is the letter X, chair, Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S.com. X Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairnoles.com. Dot com and save. What's that URL? Xchairknowles.com. So Lauren Boebert, freshman Republican member of Congress, makes this joke and says she saw a cop running at her. She sees Ilhan next to her. She said, don't worry, she doesn't have a backpack on. Ha ha ha. Oh, oh no, you can't, that, you can't make that joke. So Ilhan Omar seized upon this non-troversy and tweeted out, quote, saying I am a suicide bomber is no laughing matter. Then she tagged the GOP leader and Nancy Pelosi. And she said, these people need to take appropriate action. Normalizing this bigotry not only endangers my life, but the lives of all Muslims. Anti-Muslim bigotry has no place in Congress. Okay, so the claim here, the premise of of Ilhan Omar saying that we got to boot out Lauren Boebert is saying I'm a suicide bomber is no laughing matter, which uh, reminded me of that time 
that uh, Ilhan Omar was caught on video literally laughing over suicide bombers. I remember um, when I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. And is that a such thing? Yeah, there was. So there you was, go. Uh, there is a lab for that. There was. A, there was a class that you. Do you go to lab? <laughs> no, go we, we, field we, trip we learned in, in the, the ideology of. I'm glad um, you do that. <laughs> and so it was. It was the the thing that was interesting in the class was every time the 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 professor said Al Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up and you know yeah he's in command like, here Al Qaeda you know husband he's an expert was, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Al Qaeda <laughs> Hezbollah <laughs> you know the suicide bombers that I'm laughing over <laughs> but but Lauren Boebert can't do that she can't laugh she can't that's not funny that's not funny. So it's total BS. Ilhan Omar can go pound sand. The, the left does what Lauren Boebert did to us 10 times, a hundred times over with a lot more institutional power. I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it from the libs and I don't want to hear it from the squishes. And I definitely don't want to hear it from Ilhan Omar who literally laughs about suicide bombers. And unfortunately, Lauren Boebert apologized. Here is her apology. Quote, I apologize to anyone in the Muslim community I offended with my comment about Representative Omar. I've reached out to her office to speak with her directly. There are plenty of policy differences to focus on without this unnecessary distraction. Why would, why would Lauren apologize to the Muslim community? She didn't make a joke about Muslims. She made a joke about Ilhan Omar. Not all Muslims giggle about Al-Qaeda and Hezbollah. Not all Muslims do the kinds of things that Ilhan Omar does. She made a joke about Ilhan Omar, not about all Muslims. So if she wants to apologize, I guess she could apologize to Ilhan Omar, but I don't think she should. Ilhan Omar is not playing in good faith here. Ilhan Omar does the same sort of thing to us all the time, 10 times over. And Ilhan Omar deserves the criticism. Ilhan Omar has, has really done some questionable things. I really like Lauren Boebert. I like her uh, personally a lot. I think she's learning a hard lesson here, which is you got to be ready when the, when the cancel mob comes. Okay. And in this case, it, it, it can be very tempting to apologize to the mob. And I, I have no doubt that Lauren did this in good faith. And maybe she just thought that her joke went too far and it really did offend this whole community of people. It didn't. I don't think Ilhan Omar speaks for all Muslims or anything like that. Okay, and unfortunately, the, what, what the political consequence of this will be is that Ilhan, uh, Lauren Boebert told the joke. I don't think she lost a single supporter for telling the joke. And then she apologized, probably because Kevin McCarthy made her apologize. I'm not accusing him of that, but I'm, someone in GOP leadership made her apologize. And she did it, and then she lost supporters. I bet there are going to be a lot of people now who once supported Lauren Boebert who are going to be less likely to support her because she apologized. And it's not, a lot of people, uh, virtually everyone's going to do this, especially when you got GOP leadership on the phone yelling at you saying they're going to take away everything you've ever worked for in your life if you don't apologize. But, but one, I guess that's an argument for better GOP leadership. Ab, with this Democratic Party, with this Ilhan Omar, there is absolutely no reason to issue some kind of public apology over this. Speaking of religious conflict, is a terrible, terrible story from the Telegraph. This is an exclusive story 
that Notre Dame, the Cathedral of Notre Dame, one of the greatest works in the history of the West, uh, Notre Dame, you remember, burned a couple years ago. Now they're going to rebuild parts of the roof and the interior, and they're going to turn it into a woke Disneyland revamp, according to this headline. The world-famous cathedral will be turned, according to this report, into a, quote, experimental showroom. Under the proposed changes, confessional boxes, altars, and classical sculptures will be replaced with modern art murals and new sound and light effects to create emotional spaces. There will be themed chapels on a discovery trail with an emphasis on Africa and Asia, while quotes from the Bible will be projected onto chapel walls in various languages, including Mandarin. And the final chapel on the trail will have a strong environmental emphasis. So what's going to happen, according to the proposed changes, is that the Cathedral of Notre Dame, an icon, filled with icons, but an icon itself of Christianity, will be claimed by secular liberalism and turned into a cathedral of secular liberalism. And we're, we're, you know, listening to Lauren Boebert's joke about Ilhan Omar and conflict between Christianity and Islam. At least when the Muslims steal one of our great cathedrals, they usually don't completely destroy it. So I think of the Hagia Sophia in Constantinople one of, if not the greatest cathedral ever built. And the Muslims stole it and they turned it into a mosque. And they damaged it to a considerable degree, but they didn't totally destroy it, okay? And they just covered up some icons and they put their own stuff up there. But they did not destroy it nearly as much as the secular liberal left is trying to do to Notre Dame. The Muslims are positively respectful compared to the secular leftists here in the West. This would be a a great tragedy if they are allowed to get away with this. So how could they be allowed to get away? Can't the Catholic Church step in? No, because the secular liberals stole Notre Dame from the Catholic Church centuries ago. Notre Dame is property of the French state. And so, because Catholicism has not been the religion of France in hundreds of years, because now liberalism is, with all of its very various... uh, uh, aspects, multiculturalism, environmentalism, and all the rest of it, because that's the new state religion. The cathedral, the great pinnacle of of French art, is going to be turned into a cathedral for liberalism, unless we stop it. I think there's a chance that we can stop it, but there there is going to have to be a large public outcry, and conservatives in France are going to have to gain some political power in order to do it. The secular left needs to transform everything. There's a new ad for the Norwegian Postal Service that I'm not sure really how it was promoting the Postal Service. All I know is that it turned Santa gay. So you see a guy, he's waiting in his nice Christmassy living room. Oh, here we go, some packages from the Postal Service, I guess. Merry Christmas. He walks back into the living room. There's Santa. Well, I arranged some help this year. So I can be with you, says Santa. And then there's this guy, and he's looking at Santa in a kind of strange way. Walks up to Santa. And uh, are they going to wait a second? Are they? No, not Santa Claus. 
no, no, you don't need to do this to Santa Claus. To, and they, okay, and they kiss. And Santa kisses them. Okay, this, this I think, I think right? we don't need to see Santa making out. I saw Daddy kissing Santa Claus. We don't, we don't need to watch that. It zooms out, and now you've got to frequent the Norwegian Postal Service. A lot of people are looking at this ad and saying, hey, man, you know, I'm no, I'm no homophobe, but uh, we don't need to make everything gay, do we? Blake Masters, who's running for the Senate from Arizona, he said this about Superman. They're turning Superman gay now. He said, you know, not everything has to be gay. But the thing is, it does, actually. Everything does have to be gay. <laughs> this is the way. It, it gets right back to the Notre Dame point. It gets right back to this religious conflict, Okay. There is going to be a, a sexual standard. Every society is going to have one. And they're going to say some, this is not true just of sex. It's true of everything. They're going to say some things are good to do and some things are bad to do. Some behavior is good. Some behavior is bad. Some speech is good. Some, some speech is bad. And, and that's especially true when it comes to sex because sex is so important to our human nature. And so if the left is going to totally transform our sexual ethic, then everything needs to follow the new rules. Now, you might remember back to the old times when this was not true. Well, how are you going to preserve those memories? The way you're going to do it is with Legacy Box. Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys and time for cheer. You've got all these wonderful memories of Christmases, Thanksgivings, all the wonderful memories, and they're sitting in a box. They're sitting in a box somewhere degrading. Either they're at risk of fire or flood or just old father time, which degrades your pictures, your cassettes, your old movies. Legacy Box will help you preserve them. The way it works, you send in all your old media, the pictures and the movies and all of it. You send it into Legacy Box. They will hand digitize everything. They will then put it on a thumb drive or the cloud or a DVD or some combination thereof. And then you will have those memories forever. And old father time ain't going to stop them. And the floods and the fires ain't going to stop them either. These are irreplaceable sentimental memories. Do not be like me. I actually lost some pictures and I thought they were gone forever. Fortunately, I found some more immediately sent them into Legacy Box. Legacy Box is giving our listeners the best deal of the year right now for their Black Friday event. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Knowles, to save 65%. With limited quantities ready to ship, this deal will go fast. That's LegacyBox.com slash Knowles. You will get a whopping 65% off. LegacyBox.com slash Knowles. If you're a fan of my colleague, Matt Walsh, you're going to want to hear this. The Daily Wire host and former Virginia resident, trans-Virginia resident, has just written his first children's book. I've read it more than once, and I can tell you it is a very important piece of literature that you're going to want on your kid's shelf. Matt will be launching his book tonight on Tucker Carlson's show. You're not going to want to miss it. Tune in, Fox News, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, for a very special announcement from our very own Matt Walsh. Also, as I may have mentioned at the top of the show, today is the last day to get 50% off your Daily Wire membership. If you have not yet become a Daily Wire member, you're missing out on all the great stuff like All Access with me, Ben, Drew, Matt Walsh. You're missing out on the Candace Owens show. More than that, you're helping us. More than that, if you are not a member, then you are not helping us build something important, you know, which is what we're working on doing, a way to stand up to the left. So join right now, 50% off with code DW50 at dailywire.com slash subscribe. You won't regret it. Also, I know you're all buying your Christmas presents and your stocking stuffers and all that. I would strongly recommend two number one selling books. One was the number one book on Amazon for a week and a half. It continues to sell like hotcakes. It is the gift of knowledge that you can give all your Democrat friends and relatives. It is called 
Reasons to Vote for Democrats, a Comprehensive Guide, which President Donald Trump hailed as a uh, great book for your reading enjoyment. The other one is my number one national bestselling book from this year. It's called Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. Thank you to everyone who's bought it already. Would be a great gift to give to your friends and relatives this year. Uh, they're both on sale right now at the Daily Wire shop, at Regnery, at anywhere you buy your books on Amazon. I think it's like 30 or 31% off right now. So go get it. We'll be right back with a lot more. Welcome back to the show. The Norwegians turned Santa gay. And they, they sort of have to. They, they, they have to. Superman has to go gay. And the, 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 I think the, the libertarian idea is, look, we don't really need any rules. You, just, you do you, I'll do me. You don't, you don't push your views on me and I won't push my views on you and we'll all just get along. But that's not how society works. Society has views. And so if, if we live in a society that like our traditional society, which said that sex has a purpose, to quote the great philosopher Norm Macdonald, sex is a filthy, as shameful thing that's obviously only meant for procreation. If, if we live in a, a world that views sex as having a purpose, then that is what sex is going to be geared toward. Okay, and there are going to be unusual kind of desires and activities outside of that. And those activities and desires will probably be tolerated, but they won't they won't be celebrated and they won't, they, that won't be seen as the end of sex and marriage will be encouraged and families will be encouraged. And that was the way our civilization worked for at least a thousand years, more than that, more than a thousand years. Now, since, certainly since the 1960s, the purpose of sex has not been understood to be procreation. It's not, the human person is not seen to have a, a definite end, you know, a telos, a purpose of, of our lives. It, it's, it has been thought that the point is just to get pleasure, just to kind of feel good. If it feels good, do it. And so in that world, that's the, that's the kind of standard that's going to be encouraged. And so, for, I mean, we're kind of joking about gay Santa here, but that is going to be the case for everything. And you're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to give in to, to that zeitgeist? Are you going to give in to the spirit of the age and just let secularism and leftism roll over your whole culture? Or are you going to stand up and say, no, actually, you shouldn't do certain things. You shouldn't behave in certain ways. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be taught certain things. We're going, we're going to set the standards ourselves. That's what Dave Chappelle is doing right now. So Dave Chappelle graduated from Duke Ellington High School. And Duke Ellington High School is what he credits with spurring his interest in the arts and creativity. And so this high school was planning on naming its new theater after Chappelle. But then Dave Chappelle did that vaguely, not totally woke comedy special recently on Netflix, and now there are protests not to name the school after him. So here's Dave Chappelle's response. He said, quote, naming the theater after him is, quote, the most significant honor of my life. And he proposed a, a contest. He said, the people who don't want it named after me can raise some money for the school. I'm going to raise some money for the school and the people who do want it named after me or who are neutral. And whichever one raises more money, their way goes. It says, whichever opinion donates the highest collective dollar amount wins. If by April, those against the Chappelle Theater exceed the donations of those who are neutral or in favor of the theater being named Chappelle, I will gladly step aside. If not, I will happily attend the naming ceremony. And if you don't care enough to donate, please shut the F up forever. Dave. 
<laughs> and this is a great way to do it because no matter who, which side wins, the school is going to get more donations. So it's, I think it's a classy way to do it. But this is also the way to engage in the culture. I think the squish attitude, which has been the attitude of many people on the right for a couple of decades, has been, you know, let them have it. They want it, let them have it. They don't, you don't want the school named after me? Okay, fine. I don't, that's, I don't need your school named after me or your theater named after me. Okay, hey, you want, you, want, you want to do your own thing? You do your own thing. I'll do my own thing. It's fine. Who cares? You do you. That's not what Dave's doing. Dave is saying, no, you are going to sit in my theater, the Dave Chappelle theater. I'm not going to let you have it. I'm not going to let you do whatever you want. I'm not going to let you have your own way. I am going to force my will upon you (laughs) because my will happens to be more in accord with logic and reason and things that are good. And your awful cancel culture, woke leftist, use whatever term you want. Your desires are bad. And so I'm going to stop your desires. I'm going to push my desires and deal with it. Deal with it, buddy. That's the right attitude. That's the attitude that the right needs to have. There is no way to have a society in which we don't hold certain beliefs about what is good or what is freedom or what is equality or what is what we should be pursuing, right? Some view is always going to predominate. And so it's either going to be ours or it's going to be the other guys. Do you want it to be the other guys? Do you want it to be the crazy radical left that wants to destroy everything you cherish or not? The Cathedral of Notre Dame, it's either going to be a Christian cathedral or it's going to be a secular liberal cathedral or it's going to be a mosque or it's going to, but it's going to be something. It can't be nothing. There's no neutrality. All right. You got to pick. And I love that Dave is saying, no, you don't get my theater. You don't get my theater buster. And I, and I don't think that we should allow the left to have our communities or our states or our families or our nation. Look at what Ron DeSantis is doing right now in Florida. The left has been trying to undermine our way of life, especially getting back to the Omicron and the forever lockdown. You know, the worst part of the 15 days to slow the spread is the first 18 months, they say. They've, they've been trying to run roughshod over our way of life. And a lot of conservatives have kind of rolled over. And they said, well, the experts say so. And, if, and even the ones who don't go along with the experts, they'll go along with the corporations. Say, well, but the free market says that a handful of woke multinational corporations get to do whatever they want, no matter what my way of life or preferences or, or political tradition. So what Ron DeSantis has done is he said, no. Oh, Disney, you want to have a, a vaccine mandate in Disney World in Florida? No, you can't. We're not going to let you do that. We're going to wield the power of the state, which I am now currently embodying. I, Ron DeSantis, because the people of Florida elected me, I am going to channel their political will and I'm going to say no. And I'm going to use my judgment because that's why they put me into office. And I'm going to say no, you stupid woke corporation. You don't get to do that. Uh Uh-uh. Tough luck. But, but it's our right under the free market of the, and the we can, companies can do. No, you can't do whatever you want because I'm the governor and I say you can't. So what are you going to do about it? And you know what they're going to do? They're going to back down. That's what they just did. Disney has paused its COVID-19 vaccine mandate for workers at the Walt Disney World theme park. That's the one in Florida. They sent a memo about the pause just a few days ago attributing the state legislature's passing of limits on employer powers regarding the vaccinations as its primary cause. The White House is furious about this. 
Jen Psaki was asked about it and she said, well, DeSantis is taking step backwards and he's not governing the way he should on the virus. Ron DeSantis has the best record of any governor in the country on coronavirus. Remember, while they were pillaring Ron DeSantis, they were exalting Andrew Cuomo in New York. And then what happened? It turned out Cuomo was killing senior citizens and getting up to some other activities. And Ron DeSantis' record was stellar on the virus. And now the White House is crying. They're like that meme of the guy with the tears pouring. They're saying, no, you can't wield the power of the state to stop our woke corporations. Uh, yes, we can. Sorry. Yes, we can. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And that's the only way, that is the only way that we are ever going to stop the steady march of leftism. Conservatives would not have such a hard time winning if they would just get out of their own way. Okay, here's a story out of New York, very sad story. New York City man was out on bail for possession of an illegal firearm. He was on parole for a prior gun crime conviction. And you know what he did over the past few days? He walked up to a random 13-year-old boy and shot him in the neck. This is a guy who should not have been out of jail. He should not have been out of jail on bail for the most recent. He actually shouldn't have been out of jail even to be able to go back into jail to get out of jail because he he should have still been in jail from the the past conviction. And the guy was out of jail. And so he shoots a 13-year-old boy in the neck. Here's the New York City police officer describing what happened. Now, the individual that was taken into custody, it's got to be noted here. This is an individual who today is on parole for a firearms and illegal drug conviction from back in 2010. This individual, parole late, while on parole in 2019, was arrested again for illegal possession of a firearm in 2019, while on patrol for a conviction of carrying a firearm. On that charge in 2019, he gets indicted on that gun and he bails out. So this individual today is on the street while on parole, while for a firearm, while out on bail on another firearm. And today he's walking around the Bronx with the firearm. And we have a 13 year old boy shot in the neck. And for the grace of God, he's alive here today. If Republicans want to win elections, they can just run on that. Okay, here's, here's the big, I'm, I'm not exactly Metternich, okay? I don't consider myself the greatest political philosopher of all time, but maybe, I, maybe relative to the knuckleheads running the show today, maybe I am. Because what I would run on if I were advising a political campaign is put the bad guys in prison. There are bad guys out there who are shooting your kids through the neck and we're going to arrest them and keep them in prison for a very long time. You know, the Republicans always talk about how they have trouble winning over the women vote, the suburban women voters. You know what suburban women love? When bad guys aren't shooting their kids through the neck. You know what suburban women love? Law and order and safety. So why don't Republicans, are Republicans running on that? No, they're not. You know what they're running on? Criminal justice reform, like a bunch of dummies. Criminal justice reform, which is a euphemism for letting criminals out of prison. Why would we do that? Crime is spiking. It's going through the roof. And they're talking about over-incarceration. When crime is going through the roof, that means you have (laughs) under-incarceration. You don't have enough criminals in jail. Why are we doing this? It is because 
of the squishes and the libertarians. I'm sorry to say, I like my libertarian friends very much, but that is the faction of the right that is pushing letting criminals out of prison or reducing sentences or legalizing certain drugs or legalizing certain offenses. That's the, the, the weak on crime portion of the right has a disproportionate influence and it has been electorally a disaster for us. And so what we need, that, that group, the, the hyper libertarian group that wants to legalize everything and let all the criminals out of prison, they have no constituency. Nobody votes for that. If you, if you look at the political compass quiz of, you know, are you in the bottom left or the top right or the whatever, nobody is in that quadrant. Certainly the Republican base is not in that quadrant. Certainly the suburban mothers are not in that quadrant. Run on getting tough on, I can't, you know, even Trump, who's a really tough guy, he, he did a great job in many ways. Even he pushed the jailbreak bill. That's the kind of currency that this has in the leadership of the Republican Party. And that is how divorced the leadership of the Republican Party is from the actual Republican base. And forget just the Republicans from, from actually just the regular old American people. It, it, the, these Republicans cannot win for losing. They can't help but clutch defeat from the jaws of victory. Speaking of crime, uh, there is uh, new information out from the legacy establishment media on the cause of that horrific crime that took place in Waukesha, Wisconsin. You remember the scenes, dozens and dozens of people injured, six people killed, including a little boy, lots of senior citizen women injured and killed for that matter. So the Washington Post has a tweet out about this, about this uh, attack. Quote, Here's what we know so far on the sequence of events that led to the Waukesha tragedy caused by an SUV. Those damn SUVs, those psychopathic SUVs, those hate-filled malevolent SUVs. CNN says, quote, Waukesha will hold a moment of silence today, marking one week since a car drove through a city Christmas parade, killing six people and injuring scores of others. A car drove. Unless we're talking about a Tesla, cars don't drive people drive cars. So the car, the car, what did the car drive? Maybe it was a Tesla driving an SUV. Maybe that's what happened. Wikipedia had an entry for the quote, 2021 Waukesha Christmas parade car crash. Oops, just a car crash. Like someone ran a red light. They had another article for a 2021 Waukesha Christmas parade incident. It was just an incident. No, it was an attack. It was an attack by a reported black nationalist, a radical leftist, a BLM supporter who hated white people who hated Jews, which we'll get into. We've got now his social media history. He had a political motivation and he attacked civilians. And it would appear that there might've been some relationship between those two things. He was a violent thug criminal. He was not an SUV. The New York Post has a report out on the Waukesha killer. Turns out he really didn't like white people. Lots of pro-BLM posts, a lot of pro-Black Lives Matter. He was a mostly peaceful mass murderer. Uh, he, here is just some of, the, some of the posts. Quote, so when we start, that good, by the way, good luck translating this into English, but I'm just reading verbatim. So when we start back knocking white people TF out, I want to hear it. The old white people too, knock them TF out, period. Okay. I think I vaguely can interpret that. Next one. Hitler knew who the real Jews were 
the Negroes are the true Hebrews. So this is uh, a, a line that has been pushed by various black nationalist groups, including the Hebrew Israelites, or I think Nation of Islam pushes the same kind of thing. Uh, this is the group you'll, you'll remember, or maybe you won't if you were only reading the establishment media. When Nicholas Sandman, the smiling kid in the MAGA hat at the Lincoln Monument, when he was being accosted by that lunatic Native American guy, there was a group of black nationalists screaming slurs at him. They were part of the Hebrew Israelites. If you've ever lived in New York or Washington, D.C., you've probably run into these guys at, at a certain point. They believe that the Jews are evil and they're like the fake Jews and that black people are the real Jews. And he, I guess this guy was was part of that. Uh, this guy said that World War III would start when people learn Hitler was right and did the world a favor by killing Jews. And you are not going to hear this from establishment media outlets. You're going to hear it on my show and I guess in the New York Post, maybe from a handful of other places, maybe. You're not going to hear it from CNN or NBC or ABC or any of the others. The reason I bring it up is not, not just because of what a bad guy this guy is, it's not even just because of what bad, irresponsible media outlets the New York Times and Washington Post and ABC and NBC and all those guys are. Part of the reason I bring it up is because it shows you that privilege and oppression do not work in the way that we are told that they work. Right? We are told that white people and men, and certainly white men, and certainly straight white men, oh my gosh, Straight white men are the most privileged people in the world who get away with whatever they want to get away with and face no adversity whatsoever. And they are oppressors who get to get to do whatever they want. We are told that black people and Hispanic people and other kinds of people and women and homosexuals and any other group, any marginalized group, they have no privilege. They are oppressed and uh, pushed to the pushed to the margins. Right? They're marginalized. And they can't really do anything because of that evil straight white man. And yet, when a straight white guy acts in self-defense against a mother beater and a pedophile who are trying to murder him in Kenosha, Wisconsin, he is lynched by the public opinion mob and put on trial and very nearly loses his entire life. When a black guy, when a black career criminal who is a black nationalist, who hates white people, who hates Jews, drives a car and kills a dozens, well, injures dozens of people and kills half a dozen people. You just, you don't really hear about it. That's privilege, right? And the straight white guy, that's oppression. And this gets back to a point, even beyond just lamenting how backwards the uh, perception of our culture really is. It gets back to this point of a sociologist I mentioned last week, Rene Girard. Who, who believes that scapegoating, who believes that the victim mentality and mechanism is at the heart of culture. But he makes this point, you never know when you're the one scapegoating. None of us do, myself included. None of We just are not aware of it. And you can see it in other people, but you, it's very hard to see it in yourself. And because the left controls the whole culture right now, it, it's easier for us to see it in them. They don't realize that, uh, that they are scapegoating. That's obviously what they're doing because when you're scapegoating someone, you always think that you're on the side of truth and justice and the good and what's right. Speaking of racial issues, Prince William just got in trouble. Prince William got in trouble in a very hilarious British aristocratic way. (laughs) Prince William uh, said over the weekend that uh, 
Africans having babies is really threatening the wildlife. He said, he said something to the effect of, this is the, the direct quote. The increasing pressure on Africa's wildlife and wild species is a result, I know, the, the Saxon's not great, but that's fine. As a result of human population presents a huge challenge for conservationists as it does the world over. Which, which is basically the same as saying, when the natives have babies, there are fewer impalas for me to go shoot. I do not, I want to go hunt the rhinoceros, but all the Africans have the babies. And then they take away the habitat from the hippopotamus that I want to go shoot on my safari. And this is very, very bad, you see. Yes, yes, very, very bad. Uh, this line of thinking is quite morally backwards. But one must admire the chutzpah. It's just so British. <laughs> it's just so colonial. It's just so imperial. I, uh, I want to be clear. I'm because I made some comments about this, and then it it uh, totally, uh, you know, there were a lot of articles about this, and I was quoted in a lot of newspapers around the world. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Prince William. I really, I actually really like the royal family. And at least the good members of the royal family, not the Meghan Markles and, you know, Prince Harry and all that. But I actually have a great deal of respect for the royal family. I think they add a lot of stability and dignity to Britain and to the West. Uh, but this, this view is morally totally backwards. If we are going to care about wildlife, we should care about the humans first. <laughs> okay? If we want to be good stewards of creation, we need, to, we need to put humans first and then everything else will fall into order or is more likely to fall into order. If we put the Delta smelt first, if we put the animals first, if we put the plant life first, and we disregard humans, and we want to cast humans aside, we want to kill humans through abortion, we neglect humans, then we're going to live in a very backwards world. All right, that's our show. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Clavin Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Vidovsky. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Associate producer, Justine Turley. Audio mixer, Mike Coromina. And hair and makeup by Cherokee Hart. Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Today on the Matt Wall Show, it's been just a week since an anti-white racist, uh, racist massacred six people and injured dozens more at a Christmas parade. The media has already forgotten the attack, but we should not. We'll talk about that today. Also, the robbery and looting epidemic continues to grip our cities. There is a mostly unexplored similarity between all these incidents that we'll talk about today as well. And the dreaded Omicron variant has everyone in a panic, or at least we are told that we should panic over it. Is that reaction warranted? We'll discuss. Plus, another white woman is caught pretending to be a minority, and a GOP congresswoman makes an edgy joke about Ilhan Omar and then commits her real sin by apologizing for it. We'll talk about all that and much more today on The Matt Walsh Show. <laughs>